0: This episode of the Jamer K podcast is brought to you by From Within Records, Seed of Pain, Champions of Chaos, finally releasing on vinyl through From Within Records early 2022. Also, Moment of Truth, their debut LP, A Call Beyond, will also be coming early 2022. So please mark your calendars. Also, if you're not following From Within Records on social media please go boot up your Twitter and Instagram and go click that follow button. And if you're on Discord, are you a part of the From Within Records Discord server? If not, you should be. I will put the invite link in the show notes below. Or if not, reach out to me or reach out to From Within Records and someone will invite you. We're trying to get that server popping. A lot of cool shit going on there. There's already a ton of cool people in there to begin with. So please come join the server. Everyone's welcome. It's just full of cool people who love hardcore. On today's episode, we managed to track down our good friend Walker. And this is a special one for me just because I'm such a huge fan of wide man and they put on for Denver hardcore and I'll always have a soft spot for, for Denver hardcore there's a, a couple scenes around the world that have impacted my life and just changed my perspective on how I view hardcore and taught me some very important lessons uh, and I, I seriously thank all the dudes in fight like hell who were just so nice to me when I was so young and it was just something that I'll never forget because the countless times that we saw them in California and Arizona and Nevada and then kind of capping it all off with seeing them for the final time in their hometown it was it it was perfect but just the the things that they uh, told us about and just the lessons that they try to teach us through their experiences because back then we're talking like 2000 like five six seven eight uh they're older than us i'm i'm a teenager at that point and just you know willing and wanting to soak up all the knowledge that i could about hardcore at the time and being able to talk to dudes who had more experience who toured who saw different aspects of hardcore and who uh were in the thick of it and just saw and experienced things that i hadn't at that point so just to be able to get some knowledge from them and for 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 them just to be cool and treat us like you know we were equals and not better than us just because they were in some touring band playing cool shows, so it, it it it's always gonna have a special place in my heart and just a ton of respect for those guys and I still keep in touch with some of them to this day. So shout out to Denver Hardcore the five two eight zero, but it, it was just cool for me to be able to reach out and talk to Walker. He sings for Wide Man, and in my opinion they're a band that deserves more recognition, doing solid music. And if, if you haven't had a chance yet, please. And you guys hear me say this all the time, and I hope some of you listen, because the, I, I'm, this is free game, right? I, I'm putting you guys on to, to, to awesome bands. Uh, but seriously, hit pause, go boot up your Spotify, Apple Music, Bandcamp, Tidal, whatever you use to stream your music and i highly suggest you go search wide man and go stream the chilling crush volume one front to back awesome hardcore coming out of denver colorado but it it was seriously fun for me to finally be able to sit down with walker and just talk about his story and about wide man because i was so interested And he also plays in a new band called Flower Language. They just dropped three new songs. If you're into that shoegaze type music, it's really good music. So seriously, go support Wideband, support Flower Language, support Denver Hardcore. There's some cool stuff going on out there. I had some friends uh, who were on tour hit Denver more recently. And the amount of positivity that I've heard from so many people that weren't from that scene is awesome to hear so they got something special going on down there in denver so please strap in enjoy this conversation without further ado welcome walker frank to the show Live. welcome to the podcast walker how's it going yo what's up dude dude this is <laughs> super awesome yeah and i, I say this uh, but but I, I do mean it I, i'm happy that we're finally sitting down and recording the podcast because i know i've been reaching out to wide man for uh, at least over a year at this point so I, i'm seriously super stoked that we're finally here sitting down and doing this podcast
1: dude it's like <laughs> it's kind of funny. It's been like, I was thinking about that earlier and how long ago you hit us up. And then I was like, I was like counting the minds and I was like, God oh, damn it, dude, that's, <laughs> that's a long time. So yeah, so it's wild that we're actually getting to do it.
0: Yeah. But it speaks to, I, I'm seriously a fan of you, your guys' music and shout out to, uh, bad mouth recordings. Shout out to Olivia and Jake. They're, they're the reason that I know about wide man. Um, so I, I kind of want to, uh, start, uh, with you and like the beginning, like did you grow up in Denver or were you raised somewhere else and and just ended up there?
1: Um. First off, shout out to Liv and Jake. <laughs> I got us. Those, those are the
2: homies. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, yeah. So uh, I was uh, I was born in like South Mississippi. Okay. like, a, like middle of nowhere town, like kind of uh, north of New Orleans. That's how I usually like describe it. And um, I lived there for, uh, I guess until I was like uh 21 oh 22.
0: wow pretty late in life
1: um, yeah, well, yeah and, so, and so I just and I moved out here in like uh 20 like uh, I think it was 15 okay so I'm 26 now so like whatever the math is for that
0: and of all places like how did you decide on moving to, to Denver because I when I think of Denver I actually had a thought of moving there like years ago but then when I was like factoring in like all of the stuff. of uh, with life and uh when it came down to the snow i was like i, I think that's what kind of scared me off it was like i was like i don't think i could handle living and having to deal with snow like you know actual snow because obviously out here in california there there is snow like up in the mountains but uh not like in denver
1: dude believe it or not i i kind of i kind of thought that too and like being from the south i was looking forward to like seeing snow all the time
2: mm-hmm.
1: and i got here and it was like 85 degrees and it was like sunny for like 20 days straight. And I was like, wait a second. Like, so like it, Denver really doesn't get as much snow as you would, you would think because it's like, a I don't know the correct way to say it, but it's kind of like, like the mountains are in the distance or they're, they're west of you, you know, mm-hmm. you can like drive 30 minutes up the mountains and you can find snow immediately. But Denver's kind of, Denver has a really like a lot of hot days. It's weird.
0: Yeah. I've only been to Denver once and I've told this story like many times on the podcast, but I went, it was like late March. If I remember correctly, yeah, it was like late March or yeah, no. Yeah, it was, it was definitely March because I'm, I'm like thinking back now. It, it was definitely in March. We, we were there for like, I want to say like, like a week. Just
1: visiting or
0: uh, yeah. Well, friends were playing like their last show. So they had invited us and we took them up on that offer and they just kind of showed us around Denver. Uh, it, it was really nice from what I can remember. It was honestly, it was so long ago. It was, damn, it was, like, 2008, if I remember correctly. Yeah, we, we, like, drove from California all the way up to Denver. It was, like, this crazy long adventure, and I remember getting into town. It was, like, we, we got into town in the middle of the night, and, we're like, we had no idea where the hell we were. And our friends were, like, yeah, come to this house party. And it was so awkward because... I was like 18 or 19 at the time right and it's like two in the morning we're walking into like this strange home in a city that none of like me or my two friends that i was with had ever been before right so like we walk in, like we were like like we assumed our friends would be outside waiting for us but they, they told us oh just uh walk inside and we're like oh this is so weird like just walk inside and it, it wouldn't have been that strange if like it was one of their like homes but it was like a friend of a friend so we're just like this is so weird so we like walk in and it's just like one of those situations where like heads just turn and we're just like, oh, shit, this is weird. Hopefully this is the right house. And then like, you know, then we started to see some of our friends like kind of like shuffling through the crowd and then we're like shaking hands left and right. I met so many people that I didn't remember like five minutes later because it was just too many people in such a short amount of time. It was <laughs> it, it was wild. But yeah, we were there for like a week, just like leading up to uh, our friends bands uh, final show. And then we just drove back home.
1: Dude, driving to Denver is like. I actually want to go back and tell you the reason why I moved to Denver. Uh, I forgot to, I didn't, I didn't touch on that. I was doing, I did kind of like a road trip one summer. It's okay. kind of like made a big circle, like, you know, went to a couple of different States and ended up in Denver and happened to catch, um, it was, a. Uh, it was that barge and hard stripes and a uh, pure disgust tour in like 2015.
0: Okay.
1: And, uh, it was, it was, this has been you got seven Circle. And it was my first time in town. Like, I mean, like, had been in town for like 30 minutes and uh, like walked into the venue. And then, like, I'm ne- I'll never forget it because, like, I could hear the music starting and I was like, oh shit, I gotta get back there. And then the first band that played fucking just like burned the building down. Like, I'll never forget that moment of being like, what just happened? Like, how is that like the local band? Just because of where I'm from, because, mm-hmm. like, you, you know, they don't get me wrong, there's some great bands from like the South and, I just never heard any music like that before, and so it was just like that. Was, so whenever it came time for where I was like, ah, like I, I might move somewhere. Like that is that in the back of my head for sure.
0: And when you were on this road trip and you were in Denver, did you stop in, for that show intentionally, or was it just kind of like you know coincidence that you guys were in town at the same time as the tour?
1: Complete luck. Like,
0: I got into
1: at like six thirty, and the show started at seven, and I was like, you know, sped over there, and it just like worked out
0: and the like goal or the, you know, sole whole purpose of this, uh, you know, uh, cross country trip, was it just to sightsee like, like, or were you actually like scouting on places to maybe like potentially move to in the future?
1: Not, not intentionally, but probably a little subconsciously,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, like, cause if, you, you know, if, it's, if you go to a place that's sick, you're like, oh, I, I could, lo- I could move here like this, this might be cool, you know? So probably a little bit, but not, not intentionally.
0: I always think that when I'm on vacation um like you know maybe like day one or two uh, it's like that uh you know that high of just being somewhere new and not like you know it's not your everyday right and i i I always tell myself like yeah i I could probably move here and then by like day four i'm just like i want to get the fuck out of here and go home (laughs) like i miss everything about home i I always get homesick whenever i go on vacation which is kind of funny because because it's weird right like you, you you obviously uh you're in your hometown, you're got your routine or whatever you want to do throughout the week and it feels fine. Right. You get to experience it, but then you you just don't realize like how much you miss just doing like the little stuff and even in like just sleeping in your own bed. That's just such a huge thing. Like it, it, it's wild.
1: Yeah. I think that, uh, I'm sure everyone feels this way, but California kind of has that feeling for me of like, I'll get there like after like 36 hours or so when I'm there, I'm like I could do this this is sick like everyone's everyone's moving at their own speed like it, you know it's laid back like mm-hmm. it's weather is beautiful yeah so yeah i totally get that
0: yeah there was uh i always see people complaining about people moving to to their state but i'm like whatever I, in my opinion is welcome you move where the hell you want uh who cares because <laughs> it, it's so crowded out here like i i, I couldn't tell if more people moved here anyways so it was just like if people like california that much that's cool uh gives us more chances of meeting like cool people but when you decided to to leave the the south uh was it was it just like a goal you had like okay here I am 21 it's time to go or was it just something that kind of came up randomly
1: uh no. I mean I always wanted to like kind of move I wanted to like go somewhere different because mm-hmm. it I don't know being somewhere your whole life and you know, Mississippi, there's like, Mississippi's like, it's, it has its, it has, it has its good parts. You know, it's not as terrible as people think it is, but, uh, I just wanted something that would change your pace, just some new scenery and like, you know, had, I really didn't have a plan to be honest with you.
0: And when you're in Mississippi, were you already involved in hardcore? Yeah, totally. Okay. Cause uh, yeah. And now I'm trying to think, cause I've never been there for a show. I, I, uh yeah i'm trying to think yeah i've never been there i've only been you know as long as i've been into hardcore i haven't been to as many cities as i probably should have been because i i've honestly only really experienced uh hardcore what here in california arizona nevada uh denver or colorado florida new york boston and like uh and tijuana mexico
1: you made it sound like you hadn't been that many places, but that sounds like a good bit.
0: <laughs> yeah, but then when you think about, like, <laughs> okay, it, it was like decent, it, but when you think about, like, the bigger picture, right? There's so many more places that hardcore lives that I just haven't had a chance to experience. And it's just like, damn, I, I need to start getting out there, which I'm making an effort. I'm, you know, doing a little bit more traveling this upcoming year. So uh, I'm just trying to, like, just, you know, take advantage of what I can because th- there's so much good shit out there that. It's just like, it's fun, and I'm grateful to be where I'm at, right? Living here in Southern California, there's always good music. I, was, I saw Mind Force the other night, right? Uh, that was a fun show, but it's just like, I just want to see it from all different angles. I want to be able to appreciate it and see as much as I can.
1: Mississippi is like, uh, <laughs> it's kind of funny. A lot of people don't even know where Mississippi is like it's like it's it's in a weird spot of the country and it's not some, it's not a state you really think about that often
2: uh-huh.
1: uh so it's but it, but it's situated and like in between like a bunch of like really huge scenes if you're if you're willing to drive like like uh like where i was say like you know for, the, for at least for the bigger shows like say four to like seven hours you could see pretty much any tour you wanted and then like we, we would still get, we would get like some off dates Some like some, like some, we get, we, d- we did get some like sick tours in uh, Jackson and like, you know, just new Orleans would get some too. And that was only like an hour and a half. So. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. But four to seven hours, that's, that's a long time. Uh, Cause you gotta think you gotta, uh, you know, for, for most people you have to calculate, you know, doing like a round trip right there and back in the same night, because people have work or school or like other obligations they have to get back to, uh, was that common for you guys just to get out to the shows that you'd want to see because it it, because it's fun to get the off days but obviously like you'd want to be able to see like you know these like uh put together tour packages that are you know traveling across the country
1: dude yeah definitely when we like when all my friends and i were you know as soon as the first person started driving it was like you know as soon as we got out of school on friday it was like all right like who like how how can we throw gas money together and like who's willing to drive and or Mm -hmm. split the drive up like if it was if it was worth it you know and then uh birmingham had a really cool scene birmingham had a really sick scene for they probably still do i'm not i'm not in touch with it anymore but uh that was only like three hours so and and they would they would get some good shows
0: and how would you guys decide which direction to go to for the shows because obviously if a tour is coming through um you had a couple different options so Uh, would you guys just like favor the scenes you guys had more fun in or was it the one that had the least amount of time to drive to
1: usually just whatever fell on the weekends like week week nights you can't you can't make that kind of drive on a week night it's just there's no way you know
0: yeah because you'd be getting back and just have to go straight to school which would just be a a total drag
1: yeah that would suck definitely definitely did that but that
2: (laughs) yeah it sucked
0: yeah I've done that. Well, it's actually been a really long time since I've done that. Cause I feel like the, like, obviously I'm a little older now, so I, I don't have as much energy, which is like weird to think. Cause I could, you know, get an hour of sleep and be fine and just get home after work and, and then catch up on sleep. Right. But now it's just like the thought of even attempting that is just like, this is too much risk. I'm just, like, I don't know if I want to even do that. Cause I got a, uh, got a lot of responsibilities and I don't want to kind of just throw it away um but yeah th- those days are crazy I, I I used to have a, a lot of fun like when I would sneak out when I was in high school right I, I, my mom she understood like what shows were you know she, she understood that it was just something that I, I loved to do and she knew that I was like going out and being safe but the thought of her like teenage son traveling with these like older tattooed people that she didn't know about just wasn't like her most ideal thing so sometimes i would have to lie which i was uh you know it, it, was, it was bad but i i just loved hardcore that much and i'm like all right let me just lie to my parents just uh, you know just uh, these little lies nothing too crazy and i, I would just be like yeah like I, I got work and then i'm gonna go hang out with some friends so you don't have to pick me up but literally like we'd be driving out out west going to like uh orange county or the inland empire to hit these like you know midweek shows but but to me it was like the greatest thing i was like i didn't care that I was I was just like I I also didn't care about school I I didn't care that I wasn't getting any sleep I just all I cared about was just going and experiencing what was going on in hardcore just a couple hours away because it it just blew my mind I'm like how did I because because at the time when I started going to shows it was like 2002 so like there was just so much that had happened before I even found out what it was. So I just felt like I was playing catch up for like the longest time and I just wanted to not miss out on anything else. So like, that's all I cared about. That's all I wanted to do.
1: When I, when I first started like going to shows, like, you know, a couple of years before I could drive, I, I kind of had that same issue. My mom was like, was like, no, you're not, you know, you're not going. And then like, I, I used to use the excuse, like you gotta re- read these lyrics that read this, uh, read this band. It's at a church, you know, like mm-hmm. it's a, there's a you know they're doing a youth like youth service with it too and like and that was really that was really popular in that area and so that was always my excuse
0: okay and that's what's interesting to me and i i i always wonder if i'm just maybe out of the loop but like christian hardcore used to be so big but when you think about it now like who's the biggest like actual like christian hardcore band that's
2: like
1: Dude, i've wondered that i've like that i mean cuz i can remember i can remember like once or it was like before summer, even. I was, I don't know, I have no clue how old I was and I, I couldn't drive yet, but I, I can remember the only thing I was looking forward to the entire summer was that, uh, cornerstone fest.
0: Okay. I, I remember cornerstone.
1: I, I was like mapping out my trip and like I, I, every band on it was like, you know, huge. And like, I, I, I wonder what happened to those bands or like, if, if that's still a thing.
0: You no know, face and fest uh, before the pandemic still happened every year and i and they like switched to the model which that was smart like they would uh have like a, a nostalgic face down band headline the fest and to, in my opinion that was like the draw of the fest because if you looked at like the the rest of the lineup was kind of just lackluster in, in my opinion and and i'm sure those people were like working hard but it's like those bands just, just weren't it and it, it just sucks because in my opinion that, that label at one point had so many good bands and, and doing okay and not even just good christian hardcore but in my opinion like actually like really good hardcore if you look at bands like no innocent victim or point of recognition just like so, seriously some of the like best hardcore bands and i i just don't know where it like went wrong but yeah they uh we bringing back like the nostalgia bands to kind of like bring a draw but then i just don't know i i, I don't know if they're even going to try it again um this up this upcoming year or for 2022 but it's like they've already hit on some of the key bands a lot of people wanted but then there's just some other bands that people have been asking for that who knows if they would even come back like i think if they book like shockwave that would be a big deal not like the biggest band hardcore but i think just like in like that scene it, it is a big deal Or if they brought back bands, like uh, if they brought back seven Star, I think that was the last one that I went to Was when seven star came back and played and and that was like a pretty huge deal because like I saw so many people who like aren't even into hardcore anymore, like show up just to see seven star. I'm like, this is crazy that this band still has this kind of impact on people, which was cool because I I saw them and it was it was cool. It it was great, but it was also weird, too, because I remember like seeing them as like a teenager and thinking the singer was like such just like this big like yoked out dude. But then when I saw him, I don't know if he like lost like muscle mass or maybe it's because I grew up and I'm like an adult now. He just didn't seem that big to me. And I'm like, wow, I used to like look at him as being this giant dude. But now he just looks normal. It was like a weird thing, but still had a really great time. But but yeah, if there's any big Christian bands, that I'm not aware of, like I would like to check him out and see because I remember there was like that one band was an advent, but I'm not sure whatever happened to them.
2: Dude, there
1: was um that was that was an uh, that's a weird thing about uh, jackson mm-hmm. is it there were these handfuls of bands a uh, handful of bands that was like you know it did not matter when it was or how like how like soon it was announced if that band, if those bands were playing in jackson there would be 400 people there and you would not know 85 percent of them it was it was the craziest thing dude I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think of who those bands it was like a, a plea for purging was one
0: okay i, I remember that band
1: I, my children my bride was one
0: oh they had that famous myspace dude in that band uh x matthew x right was that his name that that was crazy because i i dude i remember not thinking he was like a real dude thought he was like a catfish or something but then like no he plays in this band and i was like oh that's cool and yeah but not really my cup of tea and never really got into that band um but out there in Jackson, was there like a place for like the kids to kind of like, you know, kind of socialize or, you know, post about what was going on locally, like a message board or like a, MySpace group or anything.
1: Uh, Not really. I mean, I think, I think Facebook was definitely the way that Facebook was definitely the best way to promote shows then. Mm -hmm. And then I, I mean, there were, there were other ways that were tried. I can remember there was like a newsletter, like attempt and then like no one signed up for it or like,
0: it's a dude it's, it's rough to get something new started because like people get discouraged if like it's not like hyped like right away you know it's like people don't really understand like dude this shit takes time to grow you know you, you got to work at it and you know there are exceptions all right. you know things like randomly like blow up overnight but you, you just gotta put in the work so I, I can get why like people would give up on like doing like a newsletter but that's crazy
1: there were many people booking shows and so it was always like i I started booking shows like a little later on, and then like you know, there were the couple of main dudes who were like holding it down. But it was like everyone was losing so much money when they would try to book those bigger tours mm-hmm. that people would just tap out. Which not I understand because like you, you you have a show flop. Like <laughs> I, I I saw um, I saw something somebody say one time like uh, Jackson Mississippi was like the place. That you saw, <laughs> that I saw your favorite band play to five people on a Tuesday night three years ago. Because <laughs> yeah, it was so true. We had like mm. the craziest bands come through and just like, you know, either it didn't get promoted the right way or people just didn't want to go. I don't know. We still had a good time though.
0: Yeah. I, it suddenly happened. Like, out here in like some of like the more like obscure venues like you show up and you're just like where is everybody and it's like to the point where like everybody's getting a song dedicated to them because there's just not enough people in the room um but that is interesting because you talk about how when shows would pack out and like you wouldn't recognize like 80 of the kids it's just like were those the nights where everybody was just driving in because it was such an off-date show and people wanted to see those bands that bad or were these just kids that were new i, I don't know it's, it's pretty interesting to think about
1: i have no clue there was a i could never figure it out there was another band uh, called before there was Rosalind, and uh i have not listened to them since the last time i saw them so i cannot even tell you what they sound like okay but they would show up and there would be like i'm not exaggerating like there would be at least a hundred people like singing along to every word of their songs mm-hmm and then, and then like, you know, almost all of those people were never at any, any other shows.
0: And did that band go on to do anything bigger or do they just keep it local? You
1: know, they were, they were actually from, this is, this is pretty funny. They were from, I want to say Texas. I, I could be wrong about that though. And, um, you know, they, they toured around and did their thing for a little bit, you mm-hmm. know, they were, they, they were, I think they were on some pretty decent tours when it came time for them to call it quits they actually played their last show in Jackson
0: just because they knew that's where they got a lot of love who knows maybe it just made sense to do it that way
1: and it was insane there were a ton of people there It was a good time
0: that is interesting I just I don't know did, did you ever think about uh staying and wanting to like help grow the scene even more or was it just too hard at that point because obviously with losing money and it just being so fickle with like the attendance uh, or did you just say i you got to just call it quits uh,
1: i i I worry, I worry about that I, I wonder about that sometimes and I'm and I'm like ah oh, man like you know what, what if we like tried harder what if we got more people involved but like i don't know I, I my decision to move away from mississippi didn't have much to do with like the hardcore scene I, and That that might you know that might sound shallow of me but I was just you know trying to make a change for myself at that time you know
0: no i i i totally get it man um i just i i sometimes feel like i abandoned like where i i came from because when i think about it there was like some stuff going on back home but it just got to the point where there was no like legit venue and to the point where we're like trying to convince bands to to stop where we would like uh, you know to, to stop in our city to to play and there were bands that would like I've got to give like a lot of credit to like rotting out. Like they would always stop and play in like this dude's random backyard that was like across from like the DMV. It was like seriously a pretty ghetto part of town, but they would still do it, even as big as they were, they didn't care. Um but it's just yeah there just wasn't local bands like really like coming out and like, you know, starting any like new stuff. I, I know there was like a uh, pretty interesting like you know punk scene across town and then I, I had some friends that are still doing stuff out there but there's just literally not a scene anymore Like i can't remember the last time there was a, like even a show but for a while there was like some consistent stuff going on but it just got to the point where like and even back then like i was doing nothing to, to help the scene besides going right so like so it, it, i was just kind of going participating doing my 10 percent not even really trying to get like too involved like i did a couple of bands nothing too crazy but then Uh, i I just left and moved like you know to orange county where i'm at now and when i got here i I think my perspective kind of changed when i saw uh like my friends kind of fading and i was like okay i was like i need to figure this out and get more involved and meet new people people who kind of have like the same mindset as me so that's when i started like trying to actually do more than just go to shows and listen to the music because i just uh, felt like I, i needed to not take it for granted that i was in this position of like living in a space where there's so much going on i just felt like i it, it just made sense for me to want to do more since there was like you know so much that i could do like i, I could literally reach out and there's bands playing like you know 20 minutes in any like in any direction versus when i was first getting into it we're having to drive hours through the night just to get to a show so it's for sure. yeah so it's, it, it's pretty like I, i'm like way different <laughs> When it comes to like my participation in hardcore like you know now versus back then
1: for sure i feel that yeah it was a yeah moving was one of the one of the best things i ever did but i i do i do wonder that sometimes you know
0: okay and so you move to denver did you already have like a network of friends or did you move there with people or did you just like start from scratch when you got into town
1: dude i (laughs) i didn't know a single person when i moved out here
0: that's and you move by yourself yeah crazy that, that that's that's definitely really brave because because even because honestly i you mentioned you moved at 21 you said right mm-hmm. yeah i i moved out of uh the palm springs area at that same age and i had uh like my best friend at the time to lean on because him and i moved out together so i just i, I at least had him right um and the thought of having to like make new friends was just so like scary and like hard because I I would like find myself in like the local comic book shop trying to fucking talk to people looking like a weirdo right like you know trying to ask people like oh like what are you picking up today and like uh, these nerd esque guys and girls just looking at me like who the hell is this weirdo trying to talk to me and like I get it because they're probably just there to pick up their books they don't want to like socialize with like some weirdo um but that's crazy. All by yourself? You didn't try to convince the, like any of your friends from back home to move with you, or you didn't try to like seek people out before you moved out there.
1: Well, there was a I had a couple of buddies who were like everybody was game for it when I when I brought the idea up, and then it was like like you know a month or two went by and uh-huh. still talking about it, and then like probably two weeks out beforehand, it was like oh we're just gonna go out there, we're gonna figure it out. Like both of them were like, damn dude, we're actually we're we're really gonna do that, like. I got, and then
0: they both failed oh man that's, but they, were,
1: they were they were thinking of it like well we're just gonna go out there for like the summer or something and then uh-huh. like and i was like ah I, i'm kind of kind of just gonna roll with it and see what happens you know
0: that's crazy and uh you just picked up your whole life did you like have like a big move or did you just travel light because i'm so curious that's crazy.
1: I like uh, I mean, I had like furniture and stuff and like, I didn't, I mean, I didn't have many things and I just like gave like stuff away to friends or like, you know, whatever. And then just packed some clothes and like a couple other things and just like hopped in the car and went.
0: And when your friends bailed, did you have like any second thought? Cause it's just like, that's a big thing to have to move across the country, especially where you don't know anybody.
1: Dude, when that was what it happened i think i took it as like oh you guys aren't going to do it i'm for sure going to i'm going to prove you wrong i'm going to do it you know uh-huh I think they, they might have like motivated me a little in a weird way
0: and are, are you still in contact with those friends
1: oh yeah totally yeah those
0: are the homies <laughs> did, did they ever make it out
1: okay, they, they've come and visit a couple of times
0: okay oh but but, but they never moved they are, are they still back in mississippi
1: yeah well yeah one's in mississippi one's in alabama
0: it's like you know not that far yeah. Okay, interesting. So you you moved to Denver. What's like the first thing on your to do list? Are Are you trying to like seek out like you know, like hardcore shows, or do you want to start a band with like random people? Like like what's on your mind?
1: Shows shows were definitely like part of it. And uh, I can remember the, the first night I got out here. Like I was I was living like, like with I uh, I didn't find a place to live until I was like, six hours out. What? yeah and i know it's dude it was so it was so stupid but and so i found this like cheap place on craigslist and this guy seemed like a you know he was chill and he was like he's like yeah you can crash here until you find find a place and i was like sick and so uh the night i got there i just like got on um song kick that website okay so it's, uh, it's like a you can like song kick and you can like look at all the shows that are listed in a city and mm-hmm. you scroll and uh there was there was this uh this like dj like uh, edm artist called, uh, named tipper she's so like a huge like dubstep I, I can't really describe it that well I mean, but he but he's you know he plays like five thousand cap venues okay and so i had someone and i got on facebook or whatever and got a free ticket to that and i went for like you know 30 minutes or so and it was it, it, it was fine I, I can i can get down with this kind of shows to be honest and but uh, as I was there, I saw a flyer for, um, it was Ringworm and Exalt playing a show like a mile and a half away. And so I was like, ah, oh, dude, fuck this. I'm going to walk to that. Uh-huh. So, I, so I went to Ringworm and Exalt and like uh, and caught that. And, and yeah, wasn't That show actually wasn't that sick, but, you know, it was a good way to spend the first night in a place you've never been or, you know, a place you just moved at least.
0: Uh-huh. That's crazy. You went from an EDM show to a hardcore show in one night on your first night. And how long was it until you started like meeting your actual friends that you have out there?
1: Um, I, I met people. Slow, well, <laughs> funny enough, that night at that Ringworm show, I met I met Evan who plays drums in uh, in y Band. Mm-hmm. and like I, I met him and we talked for like. Thirty seconds, and you know, he like just you know shot this shit for a second or whatever, and well, we you know just made that connection, and then like a year and a half later, I saw him, and we were both like, "Yo, hold on, like I, I know you," you know, and so and like so he he was like honestly like one of the first people I met when I moved out there when I moved out here,
0: mm-hmm. and so but in between like that first encounter with Evan to the year and a half later. Were you still going to shows and trying to meet new people or you know were you just like not really trying to do that you're trying to get your actual life like settled in denver
1: yeah more so just trying to get a little settled and i would go to shows like i was working in a restaurant and, and i wouldn't get out of work until like you know 11:30 or like who knows how late it might go mm-hmm. and so it's tough to catch like some shows but whenever i could i would go you know
0: yeah but do you ever like take a step back and be like, wow, what the fuck am I doing? Like, you know, you're working these late shifts in a restaurant and like, you're not really knowing anybody. Like four times a day for like three months. <laughs>
1: like I was, there were, there were so many moments where I was like, what am I
0: doing? Like I'm about to
1: run out of the on, little bit of money I brought with me. And like, like, Oh dude, it, I, I definitely had some like, you know, <laughs> lay in bed and look at the ceiling. and just wonder what I, like what in the world I was doing
0: and any real thoughts about going back because i when i was fresh in orange county i i was uh so lost and question myself all the time like did i make the right decision like am i doing what i'm supposed to be doing in life like did i make a mistake
1: um no because i kind of used i kind of used like because denver's music denver's music is like you know not just for like hardcore and like death you know, hardcore and hardcore and especially death metal like you know pretty prominent here but there are so many genres of music that thrive in Denver
2: uh-huh. and so
1: like, I always had that as something to fall back on. Like I would like any night I was off there was you know it wasn't just like oh what show like I'm gonna go to it like the show it was like I have 25 shows to choose from. Uh-huh. And so there was always something to do like occupy my time or like see some see something I hadn't seen before. And then, like, I could get in my car and drive 30 minutes to the mountains and, like, you know, just drive west for an hour and, like, you know, not being from like, a place with mountains. It was, like, you know, seeing something I had never seen before every time I went. So it was pretty easy to, like, I could put my time that way.
0: Okay. And did you ever get to a point where, like, all right, this is, like, you know, uh, this was a good decision. I, I'm happy I moved here kind of moment.
1: Yeah, whenever I got my first like place, whenever it was like I wasn't living with like a rando, (laughs) like there's nothing wrong with that dude, but he was like just like forty-five old military dude. We just, you know, kind of like we would talk like two or three minutes a night and like drink a beer together. And that was like all we like said to each other. Uh But whenever I got my first place, like that was like mine and it felt like I could like move in and like be comfortable there. That was like like that moment. It was like, ah, yeah,
0: this is like yeah because I'm sure you definitely you know obviously from like you know moving that far and being alone and you know having to deal with all the stuff that you did to get to that point I'm sure it felt like you know fulfilling but that's awesome to hear
1: it was I've I've had people ask me about it when like you know some friends were like oh I'm thinking about moving you know blah blah blah, like you know you know and I'll tell them that definitely do not do it how I did it Mm because it's like I mean like it worked out but like it was it, it could have so easily not worked out you know like i don't know it was it, it there were some lonely times but I'm, I'm glad i'm glad i did it
0: for sure uh, and i i'm sure that you, there's been like a lot of personal growth too because uh, being put in certain situations especially when you're alone like you kind of have to you know figure things out on your own and I, i'm sure like you've probably grown in ways that you probably never even could have imagined
1: and then and uh I forgot to mention too, that like the, on that, the first time I ever went to Denver and I went to that show at Southern Circle, I found that place like immediately, like when I got there and, um, you know, went to a show and I met, you know, somebody who was like running it very involved. It's all like, it's a volunteer based, you know, venue. And um, his name's Aaron say, and he was like, you know, brought me and gave me like the biggest hug I'd had in it weeks and like talked to me for like two we talked for like two hours and so from that i got connected and i was like oh, i volunteer at shows and like help and you know do do, do small things like that and it's like at least at the very least something to do when i'm you know like new in town i guess
0: yeah and i'm sure at that point helping out at a venue you're, you're bound to find somebody that you know has like you know the same interests and you know maybe make some new friends yeah totally and okay, so you moved to Denver, and how long uh, is it until you start or wanting to get involved with the local scene? And w- was Wide Man your first Denver band?
2: Yeah.
1: Um, let's see. Probably it was. A, so I moved in. Trying to do the math in my head, and obviously can't think, but it was, it was probably like a year and a half. Okay. Like I was. Like April, or maybe maybe it might have been two years. Like it was like a early spring of uh, twenty eighteen. Uh-huh. I, I met I met Eric, and um, at a show, and he introduced me to Kyle. And you know, Kyle's a fucking god at the guitar. And, you know, he's just a shredder. And so he would he would always like joke about wanting to start bands. And I was like, ah, no, we can't do that. Like, and then like I don't I don't even know what all led to it. But then like a year later, we were and then talking everyone into it.
0: And at, at, at that point, what was the local uh, Denver hardcore scene like? Because f- for me, from the outsider looking in, I'm not like super in touch with like what's going on in the local Denver scene. I, I felt like after my friends had called it quits, I kind of like took a step back and like just wasn't really paying attention. Um, so I, I'm curious for, for your perspective when you guys were like, "All right, cool, like let's try to start this band." At, at that point, was the scene like you know pretty popping? Was or were, were kids like rolling out consistently? Were there shows happening all the time?
1: Dude, it's actually funny you say that. Um, So the, up, up like prior to like that that time, I'd say like early 2018. I can't really tell you how c- consistent it was because I'm not I'm not really sure, but. Around the time that we were, you know, tossing around the idea of starting the band, there was like a, a couple shows that we were, they were like slowly building and getting a little bit bigger and bigger. And then like, the, I, I personally think, and I've, you know, I've heard dozens of people say this, there was a show with Spine and, uh, at Seven Circle, and it was Rob Reed's record release. And I wish I could tell you who I was on that, but I can't think off the top of my head. But that show was like, like it, I'm pretty sure it sold out. Uh-huh. Like, it was just the craziest thing that they, you, like you could, like, you could walk around and feel the energy. Like, it was, just, it was one of, the, one of the craziest shows I've ever been to. And then after that, we, I can remember Evan looking at me and he was like, he was like, fuck this dude. We should, we should be doing it. Like, we should have been playing this show, you know? And that was like, I would say that like that show, especially was the, was like the kicker of like, like there's no telling how many bands or how many people like started moving in that direction after that show.
0: That's crazy. So this, this band from out of town just brought this crazy and I, I love a spine and I, I was talking about how uh, the singer Anthony from spine is the reason why this whole thing is, you know, where it's at today. Um, but that, that's crazy to hear because uh, yeah, like, I, I'm, I'm sure people, uh, you know, think like we should do bands. Um, but sometimes it might feel like it's too far out of reach. But when it, in, in, in all reality it's not like not that far right like if you and some friends get together and just like you know put in a little work and obviously like it, it might not be like the biggest thing at first but you can make it happen you could get there and, and you can you know be the band that brings that kind of energy to your scene
1: it's it's for sure one of those things that once it gets like once the ball gets rolling and you can kind of get that momentum behind you like and everyone's on the same page with that I think that, I think that it's game over after that point. But it, it is yeah it sucks in the, in the, the starting up point when you're like, like, oh I got I got three riffs. We need a drummer or like I, you know like I play you know I play guitar. Like what do you play? You know you, when there's like when there's like so many like missing pieces. Mm-hmm. You know but once you, but once it finally gets going, I think that's when it gets it's smooth. It's not smooth sailing, but I mean it's like I think I think that's it gets a lot easier than when, whenever you're starting out
0: yeah because if you have like that solid like lineup and you guys are just like consistently being able to you know come out with new tracks and just kind of keep because if you got that side locked down the other side with like having to you know get booked on shows play shows and like do tours and stuff i I feel like um you know it's nice to just have to worry about that side versus like holy shit like can we find a solid drummer so we can actually start to write some consistent music um because because if you're at that point where you're um you know playing all these shows and doing tours and stuff you, you your music has to be somewhat decent right you have a fan base obviously people want to see you if you're playing shows and doing tours so uh I I know it it can be dessert discouraging because trust me like I've been in some bands so I I know how hard things can be and especially once you get the you know once you get a solid uh, you know, like EP or demo, whatever, but even playing shows like you'll play a shit show. You might get a little down, but it's just like, unless that's like every show, then okay. Then maybe you should probably call it quizzes. Your band probably sucks, but it's like not every show has to be like a consistent banger, right? Just go out there put in the work and just have fun. And you know, if things are like, in might be like, if people are going to fuck with your band and you're going to, you know, do stuff like then, like, you know, just keep doing what you're doing and it'll happen in due time. Uh, but for for the people that want like instant gratification and success overnight, it's just like, yeah, I can get why people would be discouraged, but it's like it doesn't happen for everybody. Yeah, I'm,
1: a, I'm not taking a new band seriously until I see them break a string and like play the wrong song and like somebody drops a stick and like PA goes out. Like everyone needs that good show where it's like, dude, what, a, what the fuck are we doing? Everyone needs that show. And then after that, you know, we, you're ready to rock because
0: yeah. everyone's,
1: everyone's going to have that show
0: hundred percent and it's cool to, to see people bounce back right to, to, to know that they can just you know keep it together and you know push through and uh, deal with adversity instead of just like you know having everything go perfect every night Totally. but okay so you guys have the idea to start wide man how long is it until the first release did you guys take a long time to to, to write was the mixtape the first thing to come out or was yeah. there okay so um leading up to mixtape was that like a long writing process or did that come together fairly quickly for you guys
1: we, we recorded a single but we we didn't like how it came out so we just we don't like, I, I don't count that but uh, we did a, I i think it's still on band camp uh, so like that would technically be the first release
0: uh-huh.
2: and
1: but it was, but it is a, the song was you recorded on
0: on mixtape. Like, yeah
1: so that was like our first show was in like june of that year and that and that I think that came out in August. August or September, I'm not sure.
0: Uh-huh. Uh bank to September. So And so first show in June was that uh pretty nerve-wracking for you guys since uh there weren't really any like, you know, like r- recordings out of the music and were kids uh, you know supportive in the beginning of you guys since you're a new band because sometimes i feel like people might be a little apprehensive even if it's a local band to want to, to wanna show support just because they may not be familiar or it may not be cool to like you guys yet so i i always find it interesting when i go to a band's like first set and uh, to, to see people who aren't really reacting i was like man like i know in a couple of months when kids become more familiar with this like this is going to be You know, a crazy reaction because I, 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 when I listen to certain bands, it's like, I know this is going to be like it. Like, this band's super fucking sick. Uh, So it's always interesting for me to to be able to catch bands early and and see it happen. Uh, You know, first set to not really having any kind of reaction to, you know, a couple months later, same songs, but kids just going nuts.
1: Well, our first show was a, it was actually a pretty weird one because it was uh, a, they called it like, it was like a Denver local showcase or something and so there were mm-hmm. like i want to say there were 12 bands on it it was like an all-day event
2: that's a long it was, that's like, long day
1: outside and like there's like, a good bit of people there but it was just kind of like <laughs> i don't know there's so many so many things going on so like our set was like i would i would be shocked if we played more than eight minutes
2: mm-hmm. but
1: <laughs> and what be, it was it was fun i don't i can't I, there's no way we sounded that good but uh you know every, everyone seemed to have a good time and like I don't know it was fun
0: and when the recordings finally came out were, were you guys like you know super pumped on the band and you guys were like all right cool like this is like something that we actually really enjoy and that we're going to keep going or uh, like how was that to finally get it out because obviously you, know, you guys are all starting something brand new
1: so we all of us are like we're friends first
2: okay uh,
1: so the like the whole idea with the band was like, let's just play some music and then immediately hit the ground running and tour and look at it like a vacation and just get to play some like sweet like play in some cool spots and like mm-hmm. to make the most out of it. It's like you know, it's like a an excuse to travel, I guess. So we were, so I was already booking our first tour before that was even out, just with like some like clips of videos of our like sets and just saying like, oh, like I, sw- I swear the demos come in, like I'll send it to you like ASAP, you mm-hmm. know. like, so we had, we had a tour, like almost wrapped up, like before the music came out. That's crazy. It, it, it was a rough one, but I mean, it was like, that was the whole plan just to like hit the ground running.
0: Yeah, I, I guess it is a pretty, uh, an interesting idea to be able to just be, all right, cool. Like we have this new band, we can take it across country and just, I, I feel like that's a cool way to kind of capture people. Cause you never know who's going to like what you do. Right you assume you you put it out there yeah you'll attract the uh you know typical hardcore kid or whatever but you go play places that you've never been before um and people who may not even have even been interested in your band just just so happens to be in the room that night catch your band live and be like holy shit that's actually pretty interesting like let me pay attention to, to this band um that, that is interesting where we guys ever you guys obviously don't want to do to have fun but um but as far as like you know being like a like a, oh touring is like a legit band quote unquote what was that ever like a thought like okay we're doing this tour like we have these songs but like let's write more like let's focus more on like the band aspect or we guys are like, all right cool like we have these songs they're coming but like we just want to tour and have fun and we'll worry about newer songs later
1: i don't i don't know i we definitely we it's de- we definitely don't take it as a, we never never once took it as like a joke if that's what you're asking but i mean we just wanted to like play shows and like like, I don't know. None of us had really like been on like I, I've been on a couple tours, but I've never like played in like um, played played in the band that was touring. And like you know, it was like a I think it was like twelve days or something.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, I don't know. We just we just kind of like went with it, and like we were like it, you know shows fell through. Like it was there were some like rough parts of it, but I, I we all had like a fantastic time. It was like totally worth it. We'd do it again. You know.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, No, I, and I, I wasn't asking if you guys like, thought of it as a joke, but just in, in a sense, like, okay, like, you had the the, the songs that you guys already had written, right? Um, and did you have, like, a plan to just uh, do that tour and then want to come back and then write some more, then go back out on tour? Or were you guys just kind of, like, winging it? Cause, yeah, because like, I've never thought of you guys as a joke.
1: Yeah, well, with a name like Wide Man, you'd be shocked how many people might. <laughs> so. Yeah,
0: yeah and, and, uh, and i I wanted to get to that at some point because uh it, it is an interesting name uh when I read the name or tell people about your band it, it doesn't sound like a hard uh, like your <laughs> typical hardcore band but but I am curious like where does that come from
1: Dude, we were, it was it was like a week before we played our first show and no and we could not come up with anything like no one had any good ideas and we were at uh Eric's parents' house and Kyle just said like why man and we all just started laughing and then we were like we were like that's it Cause we no because we actually had to have a name because our our homie gordy was drawing the flyer and he was like dude what the what do you guys call like, I, like you're, the, you're the last like thing on here
0: uh-huh.
1: kyle said that and we were like oh fuck it let's do that
0: yeah no it, it's interesting it stands out <laughs> i'm glad you guys stuck with it i did so you know
1: yeah but when we were we had we made plans to um to record like while that tour was happening and then I don't know. We might have had like one or two, one song written at that time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then we'll, but crazy part about that, when we bl- when we played Minneapolis, that's where we met Jake and live And, oh, and then okay. that's when they asked us if we like they we wanted to like put a record out with them. Interesting. So, like, had we not done that tour that like had a bunch of shows fall through and there was you know discouraging at some points, or, you know, that was the first to last date of that tour, you know, like that might have not happened so you know
0: and we would not be sitting here doing this podcast
1: so we to think about
0: yeah that, that was attributed do you remember who you played with out there in minneapolis
1: uh i cannot remember one but twin Tombs. okay that's uh that's jake's uh band and um i'm not sure who the other band was i'm sorry
0: that's all good uh, so you're out there in minneapolis and uh, and did you just meet him at the show or do you guys have a prior relationship before you guys got out there?
2: Uh,
1: we had, uh, well, uh, the show was booked through Noah, who was, uh, he played, he played drums in one of their old bands. And so they were, mm-hmm. they were all kind of connected. And then I met, I met Jake probably like three months before that, cause he was traveling through, um, out in Colorado. And happened to be out here for like that a cool and illusion tour
0: oh okay great tour
1: he just happened to be there and uh i don't even know how we like started talking but i was just like i think i, I think i was just like yeah what's up dude then you know yeah. just shot the shit, and then like yeah that, we, we didn't talk for very long but but i met him then so like whenever i saw it so whenever we like met up in minneapolis it wasn't the first time you know
0: yeah and were you guys, uh, like apprehensive at all to want to do stuff with, um, bad mouth recordings or were you guys just like down from day one?
1: Uh, no, hell no, dude. It's, we were like so, like before Jake even like finished his sentence. I was like, absolutely mm-hmm. ready. Cause like, cause I working with somebody like working with like a friend was like the idea of that was like cooler than anything else.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think it's awesome. Especially for them, uh, because I, I appreciate what they're doing, um, for them to to reach out to you guys and want to work with you because I feel like uh when I saw them like you know talk about your record and I listened to the band I was like damn this is awesome because for them to have that ear and to want to put on for a a newer band and for for one that that, that's good in in my opinion right because like I listen to your band and I I try to tell like anybody like whenever Denver comes up I'm like hey have you heard about wide man and like because I'm trying to you know do my part and talk about these bands that I I think deserve uh, more shine so like yeah kudos to them and I, i'm stoked that they're doing what they're doing and the fact that they linked up with you guys it, it's sick and it's honestly what led us here to this day because like if, if it wasn't for them i wouldn't know about wide man
1: yeah dude they're yeah they're sick They, uh, they uh, initially they were a cassette label and then we ended up doing a seven inch and they like they had not even heard the music like they because the music wasn't written when they when we started talking about it
2: mm-hmm.
1: they were like they were down from the start like I don't know. They're, they're, those are some of the first people who put on for us, like outside of Denver.
0: Mm-hmm. And did you feel any pressure at all? Because you're like, all right, like we're working with our, uh, you know, friends with their new label. Like we got to come out swinging, or were you guys like, all right, like we got this? Just, just wait. Like we have stuff written. Um,
1: I, pro- I felt, I felt confident that we were going to write, like, you know, I felt confident that we were going to write some like decent music.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I was, I had no worries about that. But when, but during that process, I, I don't know why I didn't know about this, but I didn't know how like what what it looked like to get vinyl made. Like I guess I had never been I'd never like thought about that or been on that side of that, so I didn't know how like you know it takes months to do it. You got like I, I had I just that was so foreign to me. Mm-hmm. Like had I known that beforehand, and then and they were down to like you know do a seven inch with us and like if I had known that I, I would have been so nervous. Yeah. but that was all due to me. I just, I, I just didn't know that was a thing. Like, just, you know, I didn't even know what a pressing plant was. I felt so dumb.
0: Mm-hmm. It's, it's all right. Um, I, like my knowledge to that side of the business, uh, was like zero until I started like talking to a lot of people and hearing about it and then starting to ask questions and realizing like, holy shit, I didn't realize that it was like, so like, you know, detailed, I thought it was like, oh, there's a, like, I thought there was multiple plants here in the States. I didn't know it was all like overseas, all like foreign stuff, you know? Yeah,
1: it, it blew my mind. I was like, yeah, but if I had known that I would have been like, ah, no, let's do a cassette first, let's let let's hang out. You know, I don't know.
0: Okay. And, and I, I don't want to get too far ahead, but the, um, record that you put out with, uh, bad mouth recordings, uh, titled the trilling crush volume one. Is this going to be an ongoing series? Will there be a volume two, three, four?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I, I like to think so i don't we didn't really put much thought into that we just thought it like sounded sick to have volume one after it
0: okay yeah because see for someone like me when i see the volume one i'm like all right this, this is a part of a series so we're going to be like expecting more so I'm, I'm curious to see where you guys go with that in the future because i know you're working on new music um we, we can get into that in, in, in a second but one thing i found really interesting is you guys recorded here in orange county and for a band from being from Denver, how'd you guys decide and want to come all the way out here to record the record?
1: Uh, we, it started because we just wanted like, we, we wanted like a specific sound and we just, uh, I don't know, I don't know where we were, but we were just like, we listed off some bands and like, like oh, th- these guys have taught these that I like this tone. I like the way the drum sound on this one, like this one feels, this one feels good. Like we were just like compare you, know, you know, just like, Going over, like looking at different bands and listening to their music, mm-hmm. and the common denominator was paradise. Interesting. And so we we're, so were like, all right, I guess we had hit. It. So we just, so I just hit them up and like, or I hit them up and, you know, I, I didn't think they would like want to do it. I didn't even know like anything about them or like.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And we were just so so we were, so once they once they were like down to do it, we just we we decided to just make it worth it to go out there, and we planned a tour around it and just set two off dates to like be able to like squeeze that in.
0: Mm-hmm. And you guys, uh, obviously you're on like limited time, right? Cause you're traveling and having to like, you know, do these specific dates. Uh, how was that? And did you guys enjoy your time working out there at paradise? Because obviously like I've, I've never met Colin, but I, I all I hear is, uh, you know, great things about that, that studio. Cause obviously there's been a ton of great records that have come out of there.
1: Dude, we had, it was such a good time. It was like, I mean, it felt like we were just kicking it and hanging out. Mm-hmm. Like I think that, like halfway through the day I was like, damn, we didn't look we, we get anything done right now. we're just you know everyone's having a good time. It was awesome,
0: and were you able to like sightsee or do anything cool while you're here in town?
1: um, not really in that area mm-hmm. no we, we didn't really do much, but i don't I don't even know where that was to be honest,
0: okay See, it was it, like
1: it's like it, was, is that like Anaheim or
0: mm-hmm. yeah, it's in Anaheim.
1: I don't i don't I, that might have been the first time i've ever
0: been there yeah see and now i'm just like you know kicking myself in the uh you know ass because i'm just like man i wish i knew you guys back then because if i could have like you know seen you guys or uh, showed you guys around town that would have been sick but it, it, it's crazy to think that you guys drove all the way out here well obviously you know had the tour but uh to, to do it out here i i think that's super sick that you're um you know uh, you picked that spot out of you know all the other places that you could have gone
1: yeah it was uh- it was a really fun time. It was, it was pretty, it was a, we set aside two days to do it and we ended up getting really close. We were so close to being finished with just one day
2: mm-hmm.
1: that we knocked it out all. We knocked the whole EP out in one day. And so the last like hour was pretty rough. It was, <laughs> I don't, I don't even know what time it was. It had to be like one or two, but we, you know, we, we got it done. Yeah. I don't think, don't, I don't think I could talk for like two days after. It was, it was so bad.
0: was that your first time ever like recording vocals
1: um in that way yeah like uh, like other than just uh you know hanging out at someone's house and yelling into a mic like that was the first time i'd ever been in like a secluded room doing it
0: yeah that's crazy and did you feel any like pressure or did you even get comfortable because the when i think about that you know, not ever being in that situation before and like it's like how do you really prepare right you kind of just have to go in and figure it out on the fly
1: no i, no, I don't i don't really get nervous in that setting if anything it's like your voice cracks or you like fuck up it like gives everyone a good laugh yeah if you, if you take yourself too seriously and then your voice cracks it's going to be really awkward
2: <laughs>
0: yeah or
1: you get a, a bit of the joke
0: yeah, no, I, I think it's it's always good to be able to laugh at yourself.
1: Yeah, it was fun. That, that, that entire process was like, well, like for wideband stuff, like we're, we have no plans of going anywhere else. You know, we're going to go straight back to paradise. Whenever that time comes.
0: Oh, really? For, for the next record.
1: Yeah, dude. I, I love the way that, I love the way our record sounds and like, okay, I don't, know, I don't know. I don't know what else we could, we would want.
0: Well, call me next time you're in town, take you around town, show you some cool spots. There's a, there's a famous theme park here in town called Disneyland. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it.
1: <laughs> we actually stayed at a hotel like close by Disneyland.
0: Okay. And I, was,
1: I was like, Oh man, what if we could like slip in there and like ride a few rides. And then I, then I looked at the price and I was like, damn dude, dude. it's like, it was like a hundred bucks or something. And oh, I don't know.
0: It's more expensive now. Like uh, they like annually raise the price, which is I- insane to think about. Um, and that's like something I could just go on for, for days. I, i've got some disney podcasts coming up for anybody out there who's curious because i haven't done one in a while um but yeah i I could go on about disney forever it's crazy There's like yeah just like all even with like there's so much like new news and new passes and uh, it's crazy it's not as like i don't know i'm i feel like i feel way different about it now than i did um last year what do you mean like I was, uh, so I, am a big reason why I moved out here is for Disneyland, which is like crazy to think about. Right. Like when me and my buddy first moved to town, I was just like, all right, get us somewhere near the park. And then when our lease was up, uh, we're just like going over, like, you know, like what are we looking for in our next apartment? Like what's our price range? And for me, it was just like, I want to be able to get to Disneyland on service streets i don't want to hop on a freeway i want to just be able to you know just uh, get there from just the normal streets and m- my friend hated me for that he was just like why the fuck <laughs> he's just like he was seriously i was like, why? he's like why he's like why do you care so much and i'm just like dude and he used to like disney too but he 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 always gets um too cool for stuff right like he'll you know we'll like the same stuff and then he'll get too cool for it but whatever so i'm just like you understand like don't question me like you know why i we moved out here this is like a big reason why so don't act like this is a big surprise and like we got in so many arguments about it and eventually like we uh like you know parted ways and uh i've just tried to move like whenever i moved and even now like i live like uh like 10 minutes from the park like at most if i like hop in my car and just you know drive on the city streets yeah it's probably taking me, like 10 minutes to get there and um that's just something that was like always like really important to me and i'd always like before the pandemic going to disneyland multiple times a week i have like some of my best friends work there i've met so many people at the park too which is like crazy but since it's like closed and i've just you know life changes uh i don't really care to go as much and that sounds crazy crazy to say because like i've gone right like uh since it it reopened after the pandemic i've gone um I've, i've been to disney world still doing the like i I had this annual trip right where me and some east coast friends would fly out to disney world every year and this year i'm not going this is probably the first time i'm saying it publicly i i'm not going to the annual halloween disney trip in florida and disneyland passes come out in like three days and i'm not even pressed to to get a pass like i'll get one eventually but i'm not like uh, you know, stressed again. Because normally, like, like you know, if this was like a year ago, I'd be like, all right, like, I got my alarm set. I'm gonna get it. Uh, you know, day one, and then book of reservation same day. We're we're gonna be in the park day one. But now it's just like, yeah, like I'll get there when I get there. Because in the year that I've taken off, I guess I had a chance to kind of realize that, um, or maybe maybe not even realize, but maybe uh, other things in my life who just kind of taken priority, like doing this podcast and just trying to create more content for the scene. Cause uh, there's some crazy stuff that I'm working on right now that I can't really speak about publicly, but I'm like putting my energy into doing stuff like that versus going down this, or, you know, b- instead of going down the street, spending hundreds of dollars a month to go to the steam park to see. And like, granted, like one of my best friends, shout out Johnny. He still works there. Um, like I would hang out with him like every day. Uh, but it's like, we hang out outside of the park. Like I don't have to only go to Disneyland to see him. And I'm just kind of uh, just putting my time into other things. Like I'll still go to Disneyland, but just not, you know, eight times a week like I used to, because other things are more important to me yeah. at this point in my life. So it's, it's just, yeah, just a little different. Still like Disneyland and I'll still have a pass, but I'm not going to be there as much as I was before posting all that crazy Disney content, just because there's other things that I want to, you know, kind of uh, take, priority and i'm I'm trying to grow in other ways if that makes sense because trust me after not going to disneyland for like the year and a half that it was closed <laughs> when i walked in with my buddy we kind of looked around and we're like wow we were missing it so much but now that we're back like nothing has changed like yeah, like we went on haunted mansion snow white saw the new stuff that they put in those rides but everything else we're like, we've done this millions of times. Like, why were we so thirsty to get back here? Why were we so pressed to get tickets day one to try to get these early reservations to do all this stuff when we've done this so much, so frequently, like we know this place, like the back of our hand, like, let's like, maybe this break, like, you know, needed to be a little longer. Cause like 20 minutes in, I was good to go home. Dude,
1: you just incorporate some uh, Disneyland things into, into your podcast that'd be that'd be hilarious like i just i don't know why i just thought of this but how funny would it be if you did like how many questions can we ask on a ride like one that's like flipping
0: Jeez. and you're just, oh. just
1: trying you just trying to get questions up I, dude i would watch that i'd watch that 10 times i've
0: i've done um episode 100 if, if you go way um, way back it's on youtube go to uh shout out to steven 197 media steven 197 media he went to disneyland with me my buddy garrett and jeremy from fury and we filmed an interview in Disneyland. So, Sorry. yeah. So, for people who may have missed that, go back, check that out. It's still on YouTube. It was probably one of the coolest things that I've ever done because I got to bring, like, you know, these two things that I love, you know, together. And it wasn't so weird for Jeremy from Fury because he used to work in downtown Disney. It wasn't weird for Steven because he likes Disney. Um, and it wasn't weird for Garrett or for me to be there with Garrett in that situation because that's something that we would do all the time. Um, and I, I wanted to go back for like another special, but I don't want to really go to that well too often. Uh, oh, so,
1: you gotta you do the interactive thing, dude. <laughs> just, just, just seated next to each other on a roller coaster.
0: Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if possible, like, I would like to do another Disney thing, but it, it would just have to make sense because, like, it, it's so convenient for me because obviously, like, I, I live here. Like I said, I, I live like 10 minutes from the park, but I don't want that to be uh like a common thing right like when, when i do it i want people to know that okay like something special is going on like we got to tune in because because there's like a certain bounce right where it, maybe it could get too corny or it's like oh another jamie and disneyland interview with x this is like yeah i don't really want to yeah you know yeah. We, people, we gotta people, keep it special
1: people could like watch it and be like ah, oh, it was cool but it wasn't as cool as the last one or something like that you know
0: yeah because As far as, yeah, as far as the video, there's only been two video interviews. And that was me with Jeremy from Fury. And then the other one was uh, with Dan Schultz from Warren for the um, human work LP, like release episode, but it won't be the last, like I, like I said, we got uh, some plans in the works to do some cool stuff uh, just to try to grow this in like other ways. Cause obviously like I'll be here every week doing you know multiple podcasts but like we don't want it to just be that anymore because you think about it everybody and their mom has a podcast right which is cool do your podcast um you know, there's gonna be listeners out there for everybody but i just uh want to do more because i've gotten to the point where like, okay like we've done 200 odd episodes um this is not just what i want to do i want to continue to do more and um you know and now that i'm able to i have uh you know more connections and more things available than before so it's just like yeah we got to take advantage of that and uh put out stuff and you know hopefully people will dig it if not you know we'll figure it out and try to do other stuff were there any
1: like uh like really noticeable like pros or pros or cons to doing a live interview after doing so many like uh over zoom or whatever
0: having to stare somebody in the face (laughs) like you know right in front of you like i and for me it gets weird because like if i stare at somebody for too long like when we're like you know face to face like their head starts to shrink and it's like the weirdest thing like, like it sounds like you know like i'm on drugs or something but like when i stare at you for so long um, and we're so close like i'm just like maybe i don't know maybe it's just like my vision's like just that bad or whatever but like I, when i'm staring at this person like and their head starts to shrink and i'm like also panicking because i'm like i gotta pay attention to what they're saying to me but at the same time i'm like realizing that their head is shrinking and i and i know there's like a camera on us and i'm trying to like not fidget because if it was in that video like i'm like i'm like, you know rubbing my arm and trying to like look comfortable because the first time i've ever done anything on video right with somebody pointing a camera at me it's not something that i'm like you know natural with so i just like tried to act natural but uh i, I definitely wasn't feeling natural but th- that was like the biggest difference was like yeah having to deal with my my and, and that happens like in, in normal life you not just when i'm like it, like you know doing a podcast or talking to somebody but it's just like yeah like even like when i'm in like a meeting or like just any time if i stare at you for too long and your, your head just starts shrinking and it's just the weirdest thing to me and I, it's just hard to claim price sounds crazy but that, that's just what happens
1: yeah and you can't be one of those people that's got like the locked eyes and they're locked on your eyes and like it's kind of freaky it, like they won't break eye contact <laughs> you run into someone like that and you're like ah. Oh
0: yeah for sure and uh yeah, that was like probably like my biggest thing and then also like i just didn't want to uh i i just wanted to just look natural on camera because i'm like all right if, if someone's going to take the time out of the day and sit down for like an hour and a half or however long it was and watch this like i just want it to look visually like pleasing and not like weird so i i hope whoever watched it enjoyed it or whoever's gonna watch it uh you know enjoys it because i felt like the interview was cool because jeremy was so open because sometimes like i'll talk to people and i, I could tell that they're like a little apprehensive to talk about certain topics but even even before we got on camera jeremy was just like yeah like i'm down to talk about whatever you want like no barriers and i'm just like all right that's that that's cool and, and for me being such a big fury fan right i'm like okay this is my chance to ask everything i've ever wanted to know about this band like let's go so the fact that i was able to do that in a place that i love it was just like it was just a weird crazy day because like we just did not believe like you know, it was going to go down but uh that's my rant about disney <laughs> 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 um, but but i am happy that um you guys have plans to come back to uh paradise to record your record because that's uh like a, a really cool local spot puts out a lot of great records and I'm happy that you guys enjoyed your experience so much that you're willing to come back and support paradise records.
1: Yeah. We didn't, we haven't like, lo- we haven't like locked anything in. I've, we haven't even reached out yet, but like, if they're willing to work with us again, it's like absolutely where we're going.
0: Mm-hmm. And do you, so, um, are you far along in that process? Have you guys already you know started to write the next record? Because the chilling crush volume one came out in 2020. And I'm not sure if you guys want to give that, like, a longer life cycle since, uh, you know, leading up uh, to that and, you know, during its lifespan, shows have only just come back. Like, you know, like, like how many shows have you guys played since things opened back up?
1: Uh, just one. Yeah, we played our first one back last weekend.
0: Damn. Okay. And were there any uh, thoughts about playing before that or was that just the first opportunity for you guys?
1: Yeah, that was the first one we got. we got offered to play. Yeah, it was it was that it was with the uh, Scowl and Zulu and Head to Wall.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, that that was crazy because, and, and I had told you this, uh, you know, uh, off air, but I had people hit me up and they're just like, "Yo, like uh, we checked out Wide Man because we heard you speak about them on the podcast," and I was just like, "That's crazy to me to you know for, for people to be that interested, um, but also cool because the 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 fact that somebody went and checked you guys out because they heard me talk about you on the podcast, yes, I think is super awesome." Because they, you know, because I feel like you guys deserve that recognition and the fact that they went out of their way to to make sure to catch your guys. and said, I think that's crazy and cool. And 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 everybody that I talked to who saw you guys that night had nothing but good things to say.
1: Damn, thank you. I really appreciate that. And it, it's it's wild that you mentioned it and, and people like actually want to listen to it
0: because mm-hmm. I
1: think a lot of times people hear like you know oh, I check this band out and they're like oh, yeah I'll check them out and they just never get around to it
0: yeah 100% cuz and like and I don't like to badger my friends or or, or anybody right for, for me it's just like okay th- it's so easy these days to to find out about new music or, or to go listen to new music right Because you boot up your spotify um or you click a link that somebody uh, you know will text you or message you so it's super easy so for me it's like all right if i'm going to mention a band like hey you should check out this band and if, if you you're you're too busy whatever i, I get it um or if you think it's just too much work that's fine you, you're you're missing out but i feel like i'm just like i'm just giving you f- like free free info right you should check this out this band is because i'm not out here um you know like selling wolf tickets or any weird propaganda like these bands that i talk about or bands that i have on the podcast it's are they're bands that i actually believe in and think that are good in my opinion uh, more people should be checking them out and i, I guess not every band's going to click with everybody but um for the pack, for for the fact that people do go and check it out and are into the music, I I think that's super cool that they just took the time.
1: Yeah, I, anyone who checked it out, I think that's I think it's so wild, just that like making the effort to do so. Because I, I don't really think about it that way. Like we like we wrote those songs and we were all like, no, oh, we think they're cool. Like it's good enough for us. You know, it's like if, if other people like them, it's like you know, it's just a bonus.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, if you can remember what, when you guys did that run to go record the chilling crush, like what were the shows like Were 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 kids like pretty in tune or uh, were you guys uh, still just like that new band that was touring and kind of gaining new fans on the go?
1: We, yeah, we were definitely still like, really new, but some of dude, some of those shows were insane. They were so much fun. Like uh, we got to play uh, Malachi from a uh, scout. He, he booked two shows for us on that tour. Uh and uh one was in fresno and then one was in santa cruz and both of those were just dude they were so fun yeah i don't know like even like uh we we had we had like a weird issue with a snowstorm like the day that we left for that tour and so we we weren't able to go through like normally you would go north a little and go through um wyoming Uh i I could be you go you go what through western colorado at at the least but and there was and they blocked the highway off. So we actually drove like an hour and a half in one direction and came to a stop in the road and had to turn around and drive all the way down through like like Arizona, New Mexico, and then come up to Fresno. Oh wow. And, dude, it sucked.
0: <laughs> That's a big detour.
1: It was dude. And it was the only way to get there because it was like because of the snowstorm. And so mm. like we were we were exhausted, but then like
0: the fresno show made all of it worth it it was was crazy yeah and shout out to malachi anytime he gets brought up on the podcast it's it's all positive he's such a good dude like and the the fact that he's like so down just to help everybody out it's it's so cool to have someone like him in the scene especially for the kids up, up north uh you know where his like you know hometown scene is like like they're they're lucky to have that guy because just to have somebody working so hard, especially you know the, he he plays in a bunch of different bands, but the fact that he's willing to you know book shows and connect so many people, it's uh, you know it, it's great to to always hear about him doing good things. So I I, and I always support him. I was able to see him the first night of the Scal and Zulu tour out here in um, California. Uh, but yeah, shout out to Malachi. Yeah,
1: people like that don't exist everywhere. You know, he holds it down for sure.
0: Mm hmm. So, but when you guys released the, the chilling crush volume one with uh bad mouth, um, what was like, what was that like versus like the first release?
1: Uh, it, it, it took a lot longer to come out because we had to wait like on, like on the records to get here. hmm. Um, so kind of just, that was, that was pretty much the only difference when we recorded the demo. I'm, I'm like the most impatient person when it comes to that like i like as soon as the music is done i'm like is there a way we could put it out of 20 minutes you know like i just like immediately want it out so we can like stop thinking about it and like move on to something else
2: mm-hmm.
1: and so like with the, with the demo we like we put it out like within like like less than an hour after we finished it that day
2: oh wow it
1: was on band camp and so with the so with you know so with the, with the ep like uh that would, we had to wait until it got in but like then, you know the week it got the week it got to us we were like you know set it up and then third it out
2: okay
0: and it's uh you know like I said it came out in 2020 and do you have plans to kind of give it like a longer lifespan or are you guys already like pressed to put out the next record because obviously now that things are opening back up you played that first show I, I mean, you guys have another show lined up did you guys want to just get busy and kind of let this record like, you know, get out there a little more or are you guys already going to take the next step and uh, put out the new stuff?
1: Well, I think, I think we're all on the same page. It's just trying to like, just keep writing and like just doing what feels right. Like we're not, not none of us are like sitting, like we're not sitting around thinking that we've got to write new music by any mm-hmm. means, but you know, it's kind of taking it for what it is. Just having a good time.
0: And as far as the, the scene right now, like out there with, uh, the crazy reaction that I've heard about, right? Because I, I I saw like some video and, and a lot of photos from that Scowl tour going through there, and just um even the other night I, I ran into my buddy uh Zach, uh uh who who played in uh this band or he still plays uh, excuse me uh, he plays in this band called a Head to Wall and they are on that tour, and just hearing his experience uh, about that Denver show and how wild it was. Uh, do you guys have plans to just kind of stay busy out there and just keep shows like rolling along?
1: Yeah, dude, Denver, Denver is a special place. And it's like, it's one of those things you have to like experience to understand. You, you I, don't, I don't know. You, you catch Denver on the right night and it's unlike anywhere else. And I, I will, I will, I'll go to, I'll I to fight about that opinion too. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. Like I used to make jokes about it, like saying like, whenever the moon cycle lines up or something, you know, like but when like when the right night hits, Denver is unlike anywhere else in the country.
0: That's awesome. I I feel like, uh, Denver has always had like a a special scene, and maybe I'm being biased just because I feel like I owe a lot to Denver just because of my friends um who played in that band Fight Like Hell. They they did a lot to kind of change my perspective uh on hardcore in general so i i always have like a like you know soft spot when it comes to the denver hardcore scene uh so i always like whenever i can like when i found out uh that you guys were down to do the podcast i was just like this is so awesome for me to be able to you know just put some shine on on you guys out there cuz i feel like there's there's good hardcore everywhere right and then like not every scene is like you know the the most pop scene or the, the 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 hottest scene but like uh, i just want people to know that and, and respect like the denver scene right because w- when there's a band like like you guys like wide man that's like putting out in my opinion awesome music i feel like more people should be aware
1: yeah we're kind of just isolated it's like we're eight or so hours from like the the closest you know, bigger city and so it's kind of just like a a weird little island in the middle of the country
0: yeah but a cool island right because people go out there and <laughs> they they get treated to you know being able to see a, a wide man set and the fact that they're exposed to you know all these kids um who are on this island that love hardcore and that will go off because yeah because if you look at those uh th- those photos and videos from that scout tour that went through there it's just like dude like more bands could roll through and have that same reaction you know
1: yeah, the en- the energy and like the- the- just the spirit of everyone like that goes to shows right now is high. There's like you don't have to worry about any problems going on. It's just like, I don't know, if it it feels good to be around everyone.
0: Yeah, um, w- when I went to that Mindforce show the other night, I'd seen a- like a lot of people for the first time that I hadn't seen in a long time and I was just like, this is crazy because i was just like I don't have enough time to talk to you because I'm trying to, you know, enjoy the show, but I'm just like tripping out like holy shit like I because it's just like a lot of people you kind of like, and not in a bad way, right? But, like, forget. Because it's just like, oh, like, you only see this person at shows. And it's just, like, during the pandemic, you're obviously, like, people were just, like, worried about their own shit, trying to make sure that they're good. Um, But it, it, it was cool to see so many faces that I hadn't seen in a long time. And then even getting to see a lot of people um, that I, you know, had never seen before. So, it, it was uh, a pretty cool night. And, like, uh, yeah, yeah, right now, hardcore isn't a, uh, you know, like, people like to say, oh, like, we're in this, like, you know, re- renaissance or whatever. But. It, it, these are special times because with so many shows like s- like selling out or you know all these other shows just like you know randomly popping off and having really good turnouts this is it's all positive so like for anybody who's still on the fence about going to shows i i, I totally get it but i'm um, honestly right now these are some pretty special times
1: yeah i think we're living i think we're living in, we're living in a, a, a little stint within hardcore that we're going to look back on and be like dude there were some fans trying some stuff that like that was out there you know i think there's some there's so many cool sounds and like so many people just like pushing pushing boundaries and just making like sick music
0: 100 um and speaking about other sick music I, i'm curious about your other band that, that you play. playing you guys just put out uh some new songs the, the other night uh flower language
1: oh yeah, yeah that, that's exciting it feels it feels weird it felt weird even hearing you saying that because we. Yeah, i'm my impatient self was just like god when's this music coming out so it's, it's weird that it's finally out
0: yeah and you guys decided to you know kind of drop on a day where like everybody decided to drop right because you think about that day that music came out uh what never any game put out some new music dare put out their new record uh was it I'm um, ingrown that same day uh my, my buddy mm-hmm. um xavier oh i'm sorry
1: that ingrown record's sick i listened to it earlier
0: Okay, yeah, I'm um, that dude. And th- that night, the other night, the mine for show sure, that was like their like official like record release, and kids were going nuts for that band. But um, and I'm just curious, like, was that just like a random day you guys decided to drop, or had that been on the calendar for like a long time?
1: No, nah, like I I I think that always happens when you try to put music out because we we just our whole plan was just to put a single out,
0: mm-hmm.
1: let, it, let it ride for just like a week or two, and then put the rest of it out. And so um, I don't think we even checked to see what, what else might be coming out on that same day.
0: Yeah. And it, it, that was self-release, right? You guys just put that out there on, on your guys' own. Yeah. And w- when did that band come together? Cause obviously he uh, had told me that it's just the same lineup as wide man, but you playing the guitar.
2: Uh,
1: yeah. So it's just, it's the same people. And we, we started like talking about the idea. I, I'm, Probably year and a half, a year and a half ago, just like wanting to do like a shoegaze band, uh-huh. just kind of like something to just have fun with. And then when we, uh, I don't know when we started actually practicing for it. I guess when everything, uh, when the pandemic started, and everything was kind of up in the air, we uh, we were like, well, shows aren't happening for a second. It's like, you know, because at that time we had like music finished for Wideband that wasn't out yet, so we we're just like, let's you know have some fun with something else. And we just started messing around with that and just, you know, kind of, we didn't really have that much of a plan. We started bringing the songs together and just kind of like felt them out and kind of opened to see where they went.
0: And had you guys ever written any kind of music like that before? Cause I'm like actually impressed with that kind of music. Cause if I'm going to be honest for, for, for that style, I got kind of like bored of it, if that makes sense. Right. Um, like a lot of bands coming out with that style and I'm trying like, oh, this sounds like they're trying to, you know, imitate this other band. And I, I just kind of like, all right, like, let, let me take a step back. Right. Like, it's just like a little too much for me right now. But when I was talking to you about flower language, I was just like, wow, why does this like stick out to me? And, uh, and I'm just like, ah, oh, this music is actually pretty good. And uh, I, I'm just like curious about like, yeah, have you guys ever done anything like that before? Or is this like your first go at it?
1: Uh, That was that was the first go at it, and we definitely we definitely pushed ourselves kind of in that way. Like we, I think we were like also bored with a bunch of stuff too, and just kind of wanted to like tune everything out and write like the music that we wanted to hear,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and just see what happened. Because like it's funny because when like whenever uh, Kyle and I initially talked about like what the songs might sound like, they sound nothing like they do now. So like what, so in our heads, what we thought we were writing, it just did not translate. When everything was, I don't, I, I don't can't, I can't even explain it. It just did not sound the same. It ended up sounding just like something different.
0: Yeah, well, I'm happy with what you guys have produced because I, I seriously think it's awesome.
1: Thank you, I really appreciate that.
0: And I, I, I know it might be a little too early, but because like th- these songs just came out, uh, you know, it's titled uh, "Dreams in a Different Place." But uh, are you guys like? gonna do more or are you guys like all right we put this out like let's go back to focusing on wide man
1: uh we're definitely doing more I, we're we're gonna we're gonna have to we're gonna struggle a little bit with balancing our time but <laughs> we're, we're uh we're, yeah we're definitely we're definitely planning to write a full length right now we're gonna we're gonna take we're gonna take the same approach we did with wide band. and like mm-hmm. once it's once it's like rocking just keep on rocking you know
0: and i have to ask because in the past there are bands uh who are doing what you guys are doing right um you know same lineup but two different bands um and obviously at some point one band's gonna have to take precedence and then the other band either just like fades away um or gets put on the back burner and um, it's just kind of on hiatus uh, but for you guys I, I feel like you could take advantage of the fact that you have these two bands uh, and maybe do some sort of tour right wide man flower language tour with other bands obviously but um from your guys' perspective is this something you guys want to keep together or kind of just keep in the same circle or or, or, excuse me keep separate or keep in the same circle
1: uh (laughs) you are not the first person to have that thought (laughs) we were there's i probably shouldn't talk about it but i don't really care where yeah we're definitely uh we got hit up the other day to work on something that kind of sounds like that to like set up you know to make both bands happen close to, you know tours happen close to, you know connected to each other
0: why not just do the same tour
1: <laughs> Dude. or would that
0: be too much work in one night
1: can you imagine hearing like can you imagine hearing that kind of music and then a hardcore band? One one of the other is going to sound
0: like shit.
1: <laughs> is, I I, you might be I don't know you might be able to do it. I don't,
0: yeah, I don't. W- we saw uh um who was it uh at Sound and Fury uh, Citizen played in the middle of like a ton of hardcore bands and it was fucking awesome. I was their set was short. Granted, like a lot of bands that were short, but right, I right, I, I won't <laughs> go ahead.
1: They're an exception. Citizen's
0: awesome. <laughs> you, uh, flower language is awesome, too. I, I'm telling you, um, I, I feel like I feel like you guys can make work if, if you wanted to. I I know that can be a lot of work, right? Doing two sets in one night. Obviously, two different styles might not be the thing you guys want to do. But if you guys wanted to, I feel like you could make it work.
1: It's definitely something we would think about. It, it, it would be fun nonetheless.
0: Yeah. Or you could just make one man be uh, like you know obviously do way less with one band and you know keep us wanting more you could go that you could go that route like i i remember when the the Wee came out right there was a shortage shortage of Wii's and everybody and their mom wanted a wee um but it was just impossible to find it was super rare so you, you can make one of these bands more rare <laughs> yeah, they
1: did, uh, the flower language music has been fun It was a it was a really interesting process of bringing that together and just like working on like, we put a lot of work into those songs. to try to make them like, you know, with just, just to think it out and just like to take our time with it. Cause we had, we had nothing but time mm-hmm. with being shut down. Yeah.
0: Well, I, 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 yeah, I honestly, I think you guys did a really good job, but, but I I'm curious about uh, the artwork. Uh, where does that come from and who worked on that?
1: Uh, that's, I, I actually did the artwork. It's um those it's just a uh, I took I took a bunch of like photos that I had uh, that I had taken and um and then like just kind of just sorted them and threw them and layered them on top of each other and oh. then I, I took that <laughs> that specific like uh, picture I kind of did it one night and I was like God oh, this looks stupid what am I doing and I just, and I like quit messing around with it
2: mm-hmm.
1: and whenever we were um, all together like around the time that we were recording i was like flipping through some pictures to show them like other things that might be cool for artwork and that was the one that everybody was like oh dude that's sick and that and then like i, I was like really like that <laughs>
0: that's the one like, like this one's not even finished i just gave up on it
1: yeah no truly like it wasn't finished like it was just kind of like it was done and everybody like i remember kyle going like not nah, perfect that's it
0: Huh? interesting yeah because like when I look at that, I feel like I'm like looking through like a kaleidoscope or something, which is kind of cool. It's like you know all these different colors, and with like the shapes, that's what I see when, when I look at it.
1: Yeah, it's it's funny. It's that what that is. There's a building downtown that has like a, you know, there's like the sky. Is it like a skylight?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like if you walk in, it's like a like a shopping center. Okay. I just like stood like directly underneath it and just snapped a photo, and then that was it
0: yeah it's, it's always interesting when uh like something you work on and it, in your mind you think it's not good or not presentable and then somebody else like stumbles upon it and is like super into it and you're just like oh that's so weird to me yeah, yeah it
1: was funny because i because yeah because i thought I, I i'd put some like actual time into some other things and was like excited to show them and they were like ah I'm, i don't know i'm not feeling that one or like that one could do some work and then the one that like was just like I, I could barely even remember making it. It's, you mm-hmm. know, I, it's
0: Yeah. Well, it's always, yeah, it's cool. I guess to kind of be collaborative and have other people check it out and see what's good. Cause that could have just been tucked away forever. And who knows what cover you guys would have went with, but I have to ask with flower language, are there any potential shows lined up or anything you guys uh, want to do? Cause the, the music just came out. Are you guys going to celebrate it in any way? Or is it just going to be what it is?
1: I I want to, but uh we're not really sure how we're going to go about it. Like we we were thinking about doing like a like a record release or something, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if a release show like a couple months after music comes out is cool or not. Or, I don't know. We're probably just going to like.
0: There are bands doing record release shows for records that came out last year because of the pandemic. True. So I think I think you'd be okay.
1: Yeah, because like.
0: Cause, like i don't think there's any like real rule set that you have to follow i feel like bands could just do whatever they want as long as it's like you know like you can make anything cool so i, I feel like you guys uh can do whatever you guys want
1: yeah it, it would be fun to have some like you know first show and just get a bunch of friends on it and like
0: mm-hmm. just have a good time okay well i i think the future is bright for flower language with whatever you guys decide to do with the band
1: Thank you. Yeah, the, the new music that we're working on is, I've 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 never felt about music like I do about the the new songs that we're, like that we're working on.
0: Okay, well that's that that's something great news to hear because I've been once I listened to those three songs, I, I've been trying to tell anybody, uh, you know, that I think would enjoy that type of music, like yo, like you got to check this band out, uh, and um, you know the feedback I've been getting has, you know been good nobody's told me I'm an idiot for suggesting that band so
1: yo dude this sucks <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah and you know I, I and I, I hope people like if, if I do suggest a band to somebody and and this is like obviously to like the people who I like reach out to and like yo check this band out personally um I I I, I would appreciate them telling me if they th- think that the band sucks because I don't want people to to just lie to me right because like, I'd rather have an honest um, a, a, a opinion get back to me versus a, a, a like a, a fake one. I, I don't think everybody likes the same music as I do, but I just try to suggest bands that I think people would be into, you know? Well, Walker, this has been awesome. Everything that I've wanted and more. Just being able to finally sit down and talk to you about uh, Denver Hardcore, wide man flower language and just being able to hear your story. This, this, this has been seriously, super awesome for me. So I, I just want to thank you for being down to, to to do the podcast, especially after since, uh, you know, I, I've been bugging you for such a long time to do it. This has seriously been like fun for me.
1: Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm glad we got to do this. Like earlier this week, I was like, I like, you know, rem- I remember I was, I was like, I was like, damn, dude, we're finally doing that. I've been looking forward to it all week.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, before we sign off, is there anything else you would like to say?
1: Uh, not much, dude. Just uh, everyone be grateful for uh, what's happening in their local scenes, and if something's uh not happening that you want to see happening, get off your ass and do it. That's the that, that that's that's what everybody. I think everybody could take a note of that. We're in a we're in a sick time in hardcore, and like uh, we should be grateful for that.
0: All right, well, there you guys have it. Thank you for everybody who tuned in. Go put some respect on Denver Hardcore 5280. Show some respect. Go go listen to Wide Man. Go listen to Flyer Language. Go support that or those bands. Go see them live if you have a chance. And I, I appreciate all of you. Goodbye.